Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I answer the question, what am I reading this week? Well, everyone, this week's a little bit different than usual. I was actually at the hospital earlier today, and I'm still feeling pretty bad. But wouldn't you know it, I happened to get sick on a Wednesday, and Wednesday is new comic book day, and Wednesday is when I do my podcast. The show must go on. I'm going to do this in a slightly different way. I'm going to talk about the comics that I've purchased at eBay this year. Now, it would have been cooler to do it a little bit more towards the final week of the year, but I figured this would be an episode that I could do in my current state. Let's get started. Most recently, I bought a lot of four copies of Critters Number 1, early appearance of Usagi Yojimbo. This is from Fantagraphics Book. I was in a bit of a bidding war, and I ended up winning four very good copies of Critters Number 1 for $33.35. This is a great anthology series, black and white from the 80s, that has works by Stan Sakai, Stephen A. Galachi, and Joshua Quagmire. I picked up another copy of Albedo Color Special Number 1. This is from Antarctic Press. This is another Steve Galachi comic. This is like a remix of his very first Albedo Number 1, Black and White, from 1983. There's actually a printing error in it. Two pages are printed. So there's page 15 and 15 again, and then 17, something like that. The missing page was actually revealed on his own website. StephenAGalachi.com tells the story of Irma Felna's first first foray into the battle zone. That the independent Lapine Republic has thrust the whole galaxy into. Pretty epic story. I got that for eleven fifty nine. Not comic book related, but book related. I got two issues, two vintage issues of Playboy magazine. I got an issue from nineteen fifty eight and one from 1962. It was pretty amazing reading the books cover to cover and seeing what was important and interesting in culture at that time. One from the 50s, what a bygone time that was, and one in the 60s, what a changing time that was. They both have the centerfold, the 1958 one, the lass there is a little too airbrushed looks a little unnatural, and the one from 1962 is much more natural. I bought the 1958 issue for 1764 and the 1962 issue for 1394. Okay, here's a good one. Creepy issue number 17 from Warren. This, I wanted to get this book for so long because I have a memory of my dad buying me this book sometime in the 80s after I got into comics. And this is a black and white comic from the 60s, 1967. We bought it at a swap meet. And I had it in my collection for a long time, but I've lost it. I don't know where that book is. And I've had memories of there's a story where this girl inherited the home of her grandfather or something, but it's haunted, and it happens to be haunted because he was an executioner, and now she has to fulfill her destiny as one. Plus another story about zombies in the Caribbean. 
things like that. So I have not read that book in decades and I lost it somehow and I wasn't able to find another copy of it because it was difficult to search for creepy comic with zombies. You know, they, there are a dime a dozen. Finally, as I was browsing the covers of Creepy, this one stood out to me. And I said, that must be it. Let me read the description. And that was the ex description exactly of that comic. So I bought it. I got it for $11.95. Next up, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina number one, third printing, the Comic Fest variant from 2015. Oh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, wherefore art thou? That was a great book by by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and Robert Hack. Amazing art by Robert Hack. Great story by Francesco. Uh, but the, the, the book is dead because of the Netflix series. The creators, the writer specifically, has turned all their attention to the show. So it's like, we can't do the comics anymore. But I was there from the beginning. I bought the first issue and I have uh, most of the variant covers for that first issue. This was the third printing, similar to the original cover, but in a different tone and with a spot to be stamped by your local comic shop for Comic Fest. Got that for $8.83. Next, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures number one and number two newsstand editions. So I could have sworn that I had these in my collection. My younger brother was really into Ninja Turtles. Uh, I guess I was too. And we bought a lot of Ninja Turtles comics. Now this is sort of like the three-part limited series, which then segued into the long-running series, which went for like 70-something issues. This was over at Archie Comics. This was a lot less of the dark and gritty story that we would know from Mirage with the original creators, Eastman and Laird. This was much more jovial, much more Saturday morning cartoon. These are the newsstand editions, amazing covers by Peter Laird, Kevin Eastman. Interiors, I'm not loving the art on these first three issues of the miniseries, but then as the series gets uh, gets going, I believe the art gets better. And Mike Kazela even uh, puts his pen to the work later on. I got them both for $27.88. Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 19, 1985. I started collecting Spider-Man in 1987, so this was a little bit before my time, but I love it for the cover, and unfortunately, that's the only thing I love it for. It features Mary Jane in sort of a classic Superman revealing her outfit pose. She's getting blasted by some laser, she's dodging it, she's opening up her jacket, and inside she's got the Spider-Man outfit. So I thought that was an amazing cover, and I bought it just for the cover. Unfortunately, the story inside, I didn't enjoy it at all. It was one story, the whole annual was just one story, and it was uh, Mary Jane was mistaken for Spider-Man uh, by some crazy bad guy. So not a great story, but an amazing cover. I got that for $5.49. Red Shetland number one. This is from Graphics Press by Jim Grote et al. This is a parody of Red Sonja, but in the furry comics world. Great black and white art by an independent publisher in the 80s, one of my favorite subgenres. And this is an early furry comic in the history of the genre. Now, unfortunately, I did overpay for this one. I found a cheaper version later on, uh, but I got this one for $25, but it's in great condition. And it's just cool to add another one of these historical items to my collection. 
Next, Dark Horse presents number 35, 36, and 36. Okay, this one's interesting. Uh, these are the first appearances of the Aliens vs. Predator in comics. These are from Dark Horse in the 80s, before these characters ever met up, decades before that. And so there was the story 35, focused on the Predators, and then number 36, with their battle. I got there were actually two variants and variants were not common when these came out in 1989. There had been Superman Man of Steel with its variant cover a couple of years ago, but variants would really take over in the 90s and in the 2010s. So a couple of beautiful covers and some seminal books at an affordable price. I got all 3 for 11.50. One of the jewels of my collection, Air Pirates Funnies, number two. This is from Hell Comics. Now this whole comic is just amazing because it's a parody of, of Disney stuff. There's Bobby London art, and it's basically Mickey and Minnie and they're running drugs. It's very un-Disney. So much that the creators were sued to Disney to hell and back. They ended up losing, and copyrights were pushed back for decades to come. I got this for $39.99. The top left corner is a little bit more worn than I would like, but overall the book is in great condition, and I just love this for its, sig for its historical significance. And the stories inside, it's a bit of an anthology, range from interesting to gross with great art. Next, Lady Rawhide number three. Adam Hughes cover. This is a very cheeky cover drawn by Adam Hughes, showing off Lady Rawhide's ample assets. Beautifully painted, as Adam Hughes often does. And this was from Lady Rawhide's first miniseries, number three of five. After she debuted in Zorro, number three, I believe, in 1992 or three or so, she became part of the bad girls movement of comics in the 90s. I got that for $2.25. Next, Spider-Man 2099 number one, newsstand edition. Now, I already had the direct edition from back in 1992, but I wanted to get the newsstand edition for completeness sake. Next up, I wanna get the second printing, but that was like $100. So I'll settle for the newsstand here. This is for $4.89. It's the origin story of Miguel O'Hara and how he became Spider-Man of the far-flung future. Another comic that I've had from back in the day, but some variants. Three copies of Spectacular Spider-Man number 189, first and second print. I had no idea that back in the day, there was a second printing of this, Spider-Man's 25th anniversary book. And it's more of a gold hologram than the silver one. So I'm glad to have that in my collection. And that was for $3.56. And lastly, let's close off with Bone Number One, first printing. No, not the original cartoon books one. That one's way too expensive at over $1,000. This one is the Image Comics reprint. And they are the newsstand editions. So Image Comics had a very small newsstand edition footprint. So finding these early image books in the newsstand editions is sometimes a challenge. And so this happened to be two copies of number one newsstand edition in good condition for 850. I got them both. So it's a new cover 
interiors are the same and a little bit of other editorial content is different. So I picked that one up. These are some of the comics that I've picked up from eBay this year, 2019. And I wanted to talk about them because, again, the show must go on. I've been doing this podcast for 194 episodes, 194 weeks. That means I've been doing this podcast for four years. This is season four, episode 38, or 194 in total. And I just felt that even though I was in the hospital in the middle of the night barfing my guts out and now recovering the next day, I still need to do an episode of one of my longest-running projects. I owe it to myself and to you, the comic fans. And so you could really help me out if you visit patreon.com slash vmcampos and think about pledging to my account. At $1, you'll get access to exclusive stuff. At $2, I'll actually mail you a curated comic book for my collection. Or simply follow. Follows are free on Patreon. And you'll be alerted to everything that I do regarding comics, Comic-Con, cosplay, Magic the Gathering, etc. I think it's worth it. This has been the weekly VM Campus Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.